Hello, and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm your host. I'm what you would call a practicing professor. I have years of experience consulting in the analytics industry, and I have years of experience teaching analytics in the classroom at Greensboro College. This podcast is an ecosystem that I developed for my students so that they could get world-class career advice from leading analytics experts. To date, my students have got to ask questions directly to analysts and data scientists from Amazon, Apple, and Google. They've even got to talk directly to CEOs, CMOs, and presidents of companies who have been former clients of mine to get insights on how senior managers use data to drive their business decisions. If you're interested in becoming one of my students, check the links in the description down below. I'm currently offering two programs. One is a one-month career services program, and the other is an analytics apprenticeship program associated with Greensboro College. In both of those programs, we take a three-tiered hybrid approach. So you'll have access to pre-recorded asynchronous lectures, live group lectures in a cohort setting, and one-on-one coaching with experts in the analytics space. On average, our students are gaining about a $16,000 pay increase going through the program. On the high end, we've actually helped someone achieve a $54,000 pay increase. This means that on average, our students are recouping their investment between one to two months of landing their job. So if you're ready to take your career to the next level, click the links in the description and apply for our program. I would love to get to work with you. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Hello and welcome to the How to Get an Analytics Job podcast. In this podcast, we talk to experts in and around the analytics industry. One week, we may talk to a data scientist from a FANG tech company. Then the next week, we may talk to a data engineer or business analyst, or even I may pull one of my consulting clients so you get to hear from an executive on how they use data to drive business decisions day in and day out. My name is John David Arianson, and I'm the founder of Silvertone Analytics, which is a boutique consulting agency that focuses on analytics for medium to small-sized businesses. I'm also a professor at Greensboro College, where I teach analytics. Most recently, I have founded the Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program, which melds these two job functions together. This is your opportunity to work directly with me and one of my clients. The Greensboro College Analytics Apprenticeship Program is a three-month program. In the first month, you're going to be completing the Analytics Foundation Certification backed by Greensboro College. Then in month two, you're going to be taking that knowledge base that you developed in month one and applying it out in the field where you're going to be working with one of my client's executive teams, where you're going to be solving a business problem using data and analytics tools. Then in the third month, we're going to bring it all together with a full month of career services. Now, this is going to be quite a bit different than the typical career services at a university or a college. Here, I'm going to help you build a professional brand around where you are as an analyst. So in the first month, you have worked with a ton of different data sets. We're going to take the data sets that really resonate with you to help you hone in on your ideal entry-level job. We're going to build a Tableau public portfolio around that area of expertise. We're going to razor focus your resume and LinkedIn. And I'm also going to coach you on how to talk about yourself in an interview setting. So if you're ready to break into the analytics space, 
head over to learn.silvertoneanalytics/apprenticeship. And there you can learn more about the program, and if you're interested, you can apply. With all that being said, let's start the podcast episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We have got another Tactical Thursday episode, and we're specifically going to be talking about, do you have the right keywords in your resume? So Elizabeth, why is this so important? So a lot of big companies particularly use what's called an applicant tracking system. And this is where they use an algorithm to determine if your resume should actually make it to human eyes. And so a bunch of sources will tell you, including top resume, that most of the resumes that are submitted will never see human eyes, about 75% of the resumes submitted. And so why we need to know about this is because you need to have keywords to make it through the applicant tracking system that are related to the job you're applying for. Fantastic. So yeah, that that very much applies to larger companies though, because companies that are, what, 500 million or less probably don't have that level of sophistication for their HR hiring process? Really big companies are who would have an applicant tracking system, maybe even some medium-sized companies. As you get to smaller companies, not so much, just because they're not going to have to pay for that service, and they probably aren't getting the level and number of applications that a bigger or mid-sized company would get. But certainly, if you're looking at a Fortune 500 company, this is likely something that they are employing. So do you have any thoughts as to why are they do this? This sounds so impersonal, Person, like from my having some artificial intelligence or just an algorithm sorting people out feels, why do they do this? To save time is essentially the argument, I would say, because if you have a job that's getting 500 or 1,000 applications, 1,000 resumes, one person who maybe is responsible for multiple jobs filling multiple positions probably doesn't have the time to review a thousand resumes for each job that's posted. So really it's saving them time as the argument for why it's being used. Okay. Interesting. So how, how would you go about identifying these keywords? That's a good question. So keywords are really a combination of transferable skills, um, your hard skills and your soft skills. And so honestly, I think the best thing that you can do, well, two things I would say, number one Go ahead and look at job descriptions that are similar to and the type of positions that you want. And by looking at those job descriptions, even looking at three, four, five of them, you'll start to see similar words that are popping up in every single one. That's a good indicator that that's a keyword. Second thing I would say is there is a great resource called jobscan.co where you can upload your resume, upload a job description, and it will tell you percentage match for keywords. So it'll say this is a 60% match or this is a 15% match. And it's a free resource, I think three to five resumes um, you can upload and see how they're scanning there. That's another way that you can identify what are the keywords for this particular job description. Wow. You just blew my mind. I have not heard of that. Oh, yeah. You did some research before we uh, <laughs> hit record today. <laughs> this is a question I get a lot and I think is a conundrum of the modern age with recruiting and hiring is definitely how can I get my resume past an ATS. So essentially the keywords that are most important. Well, actually, let me put out the, the keywords that I think would be most important. So the tools, so software. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like... Hard if, skills. Yeah, if you are putting together um, a resume for a Tableau and you don't have Tableau, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, the, that the, might be a problem. Then you may get weeded out. Um, 
What about coding languages? Do you think that that yes. would be? Um, what so? Do you think that they catch up on synonyms too? Ooh, that's a good question. So, um, a synonym for a soft mm. skill like hardworking versus work ethic, or well, actually, the the um, the the way I use synonym synonym in such a weird way in this question. I was thinking you can use Python or you could use R to do the same thing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so if the job description says um, priority to applicants with Python, R, or whatever, you know, I would put both if you have experience so just, in both. So just put them all in. So anything you know, because um, I think we have, have talked about this a little bit in the past that a lot of times the the resumes are wish lists. Mm-hmm. So do you have any thoughts on how you can identify what is the meat? Oh, and what is of kind of like what is the dessert and like the, uh, the, the you know the little flair? Right, that's a tough question. I think that you, as you review job descriptions, you're going to see more and more, particularly if you're applying to similar types of positions, you're going to start to see what are the key job duties required of this person. So a marketing analyst is probably going to be way different than a financial analyst, for example, and you're going to start to see just by virtue of looking at job descriptions what the meat and bulk of those things are. So I think the best way to identify that is to review, I mean, three to five job description will probably give you a good idea of what it is that's across the board most companies are looking for in this So role. when you say that, are you saying, like, type in business analyst and then see um, – the kind of jobs that you would like, and then model your resume after that. Right. So if you want a marketing analyst role, you may see a marketing analyst role at, I don't know, Wrangler Jeans is a Greensboro mm -hmm. company, for example. Or you might see a marketing analyst role at another company that you're interested in, and you will probably see a lot of overlap in what they're looking for. And so that helps you really identify, okay, these are the key nuggets that a marketing analyst has to do. They have to be able to know how to do. And these are the key tools or key skills, hard skills, that a marketing analyst needs to have. So I've got a hot take here. Hot take. So I was watching a YouTube video. Uh, this guy named Josh Flake, I think is his name. And he was, um, he's kind of a bigger YouTuber, and he, he's dating an HR lady. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, a, that's a funny way of phrasing it. His girlfriend works in HR. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like she's like 58 years old. <laughs> Pam but, from HR. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Pam. Hi there. Um, and he was they they were going through different job postings mm -hmm. and some job postings they have no idea what they want mm -hmm. and it's almost like disjointed and schizophrenic mm -hmm. so if you see a job posting that has like marketing analytics but then supply chain and then data science but then marketing and h you don't want to apply for those jobs because that is going to be a really rough go they're they going to ask know. you to do a lot of things, and they don't exactly know what they want you to do. Um, however, I would say, unless it's sort of a um, management training program where you are going to be put into different departments to learn about the company with the ultimate goal of landing you a job at the end. That's an excellent caveat. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's a caveat. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think, you know, a couple of things just practically and tactically wise to use our phrase yeah. for these episodes is um, applicant tracking systems do not like headers or footers. So don't use a header or footer on your resume. Instead, anything you were going to create up there. So let's say your name and your information, your contact information, just put it in the body of your Word document. You also don't want any text boxes, graphs, charts, 
uh, those sorts of things, graphics, those will not work well in applicant tracking unless, systems. Unless. Unless. You are putting your resume into a tableau visualization and you're showing off and flexing. But that is a different scenario. But that's a little, little hot tip there. If you can use Tableau, you may want to reconstruct your um, resume into a Tableau visualization. That would also be a good <laughs> thing for us to chat about on another one of these. We could talk oh, about Tableau resumes. True. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yes, good caveat there for sure. Um, what else would I want to say about this? Uh, you can convert your resume to plain text just for your own personal use. Don't send out a plain text resume, but that will help you see how it's going to show up on an applicant tracking system. Um, because these tracking systems pretty much strip formatting. So that's another thing that I would suggest tactically wise when you're formatting, thinking about your resume. Awesome. Well, I think we kind of nailed this one. So you guys make sure that you're doing research on what needs to be on your resume. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you guys next week with our Tuesday podcast episode. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I'm curious, were there any valuable insights or lessons that you learned? One thing that could hugely help us out is if you just took 30 seconds and left us a review with a little blurb about what you learned. Thank you so much for your time and attention, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.